Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. All right, my friend. Hello, this is Dana, and this is Words That Move Me. Thank you for being here. I hope that you are having a funky day slash night. Um, I am. I certainly am. I'm wearing one of my favorite funky blouses right now uh, and a puffy vest that my mom made when she was like my age. So feeling super funky indeed. Although I have not left the house today, I'm feeling a little bit crazy, um, like stale air, stale brain maybe. Um, but it's one of those days. I'm okay with it. Doesn't happen all the time. We'll just think of it as me doing my part to balance out the fuel emissions here in Los Angeles. That works for me. That works for today. Okay. This week, we are talking about being a working dancer, a hard working dancer. We are digging into the meaning of training and the changes in training style that have taken place specifically here in Los Angeles in the last several years slash decades. Um, and there is truly no greater specialist on this subject than today's guest, Bill Prudish, who is the co-owner of the legendary Edge Performing Arts Center, which after 28 years closed its doors during the pandemic. Um, Bill is also an incredible mentor, a dear friend, a hysterical human being, all around model American. Um, Bill is a, a self-proclaimed bad student and and awarded like a actually decorated and universally celebrated teacher. He's also stepping into his second and epic, if I do say so myself, wave of being a performer. Uh, I cannot wait for you to hear Bill's hot takes on the state of the industry today. And I really hope you take his notes because uh, this is gold, y'all. Solid gold. Okay. But first, let's do some wins. I start every episode off with wins. And today I am celebrating 92 consecutive weeks of working out. Not daily working out, but like weekly, like at least once a week for 92 weeks, I have been working out. God bless Peloton for spying on me and monitoring my workouts. Also, bless them for offering meditations and counting those as workouts because I do think some of those weeks, <laughs> maybe I had done a sleep meditation and that had counted as a workout. I digress. I'm counting this a win because of guests like Bill. People in my life like Bill and uh, Tony Basil, who we mentioned, maybe she was in the B-roll of this episode, actually. Anyways, there are fantastic examples of longevity in my life and I, I I want to work towards being an example of that myself. 92 consecutive workouts right now means to me that I could probably work out in some way at least once a week forever. Like to be moving my body for all, for as long as I can move my body, that's my goal. This is my weekly win. Um, 
and that is where I'm going to leave it. Man, Bill, is just, he is a mover. He keeps on moving, and he keeps on moving people. I'm so inspired by that. I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. But first, you go. What are you celebrating? What is going well in your world? All right, my friends, Bill Prudich has a lot to say about dancers and training and dancers training to be working. This is seriously solid gold, and it is also a riot to listen to. So buckle up and please enjoy the one and only Bill Prudish. Oh, you're no fun at all. You're very good at awkward silence. That was too good, Bill. Awkward's my middle name. (laughs) Bill Awkward Prudish, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time, and I have been uh, barking or like pawing at you for <laughs> for for months to get this on the books. I know you're an in-person person. I'm not really doing that yet with the podcast, mostly because I haven't found a way to make it sound great. Um, but I am loving the way your hair looks in headphones, so this is going well already. <laughs> this is my new look. Catch me when you can. I like this look for you. Um, Okay, Bill, all my guests on the podcast introduce themselves. So I will uh, throw that maybe possibly daunting task in your direction and yield the floor. What do you want us to know about you? Um, My name is Bill Prudish. Uh, I started dancing when I was in college. Um, I'm a Gemini. (laughs) And you're out of college now. Woefully out of college. I (laughs) I I am a senior ARP member. Uh, I've been a teacher most of my life and I started dancing again about 12 years ago, which has been a gift and an encouragement for all of you who mm. feel like it's a short career. Hugely um, inspiring. Yes. What, what else? I guess they'll find out what else. Oh, mm, I have spicy language. So I apologize in advance for that. And these opinions are my own. <laughs> and if I say that, as a teacher, you always speak like it's the truth. So oh, yes. I sound I sound that way, but that doesn't mean I'm not willing to discuss. Ooh, I love that. That's the I love that you're blaming the teacher in you for that. That is <laughs> nice. I wonder which one led to the other. Actually, was it the teacher that led to that, or was mm-hmm. it that that led to you teaching? Uh, I was a terrible student, so I think that I'm just oh. trying to get back at him. Got you. Ooh, wow. That is poignant. That is poetic, my friend. Okay. Well, maybe we'll start here at the end at this, like, at this, like, revitalized dancer phase that you're having. You and I have shared a couple massive movie musical moments, La La Land and Vice. Yes. And you got to be in a music video with my very own mom, who is 70 years old and made her music video cameo. Uh, sorry, awesome. music video debut for Jason Raz, choreographed by the one and only Megan Lawson, uh, directed by Taylor mm-hmm. James, mm-hmm. assisted by assisted by Damian Gomez. What a dream freaking team. It was amazing. And it was one shot. It was one shot. And my love handles, my love handles debuted. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I looked like, uh, you know, I have a new grand niece and she's got those little baby rolls and I was like oh she takes after me except mine aren't baby rolls <laughs> Stop it. 
Listen, I saw you and I was like, well, look at Bill. I never thought that I would see a shirtless Bill in a music video. Well, I, you know what? Uh, I did dance in my tidy whities in a video as well. You probably haven't seen that. What is it? Uh, searches, searches mental Rolodex. Dur- of it was during videos. the pandemic and they uh-huh. did a series of seven different vignettes of how people spent their time. And mine was dancing around the house in my underwear. Wait, I I might have seen this. Who was the who you blocked this? it from your mind? No, 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 Dean. no, no. Who, who produced it? Yes, I um, have seen this. Yeah, Dean Bias. Okay, we're gonna be we're gonna be linking to this in the show notes of the episode, so <laughs> everybody can be seeing what I'm seeing right now. Um, listen, I think it's a pretty incredible thing. I the longevity of your career, right? You're talking about having taught for many, 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 many years and to be having a second wave of a performer career right now. But here is something that I wanted to just throw out there at the top because I didn't know this until I was prepping for the episode that you're in freaking breaking two. (laughs) Yes. Electric Hoogaloo. Bill Prudich, how did I not know this and tell me everything? How did that happen? How did Um, that feel? I'm going to watch it again tonight. uh, You will never find me without me by your side. Okay. Well, then we have got a date, my friend. Um, I was in a company called New Breed Dance Theater that Billy Goodson uh, was the artistic director of. And he choreographed it. And he oh was God. like, I'm going to throw Bill a bone. <laughs> the most unlocker type person I've ever met since. The only thing that locks now are my knees, but that's a whole different story. Oh, my story. God. Uh, okay. But anyway, uh, I know Grandpa Jokes. Um, <laughs> and that, that might be the title of the episode. <laughs> it was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing experience because I was completely out of my element. And I just had right. And to that swim. does something to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to swim yeah. and you can't even You're think. completely disarmed. You can't think. You just have to go. That's been my experience in a lot of my career. Okay, <laughs> Ready, tell set, me more. Go. Ready, set, go. Which, which is a technique unto itself. When we just did uh, the live appearance with Jason. Yes. Uh, on, on Kelly on and Oscar, Ryan. On Oscar Day. I don't remember doing the performance. <laughs> I don't, it's, you blacked out. I, I, well, I mean, we did it in 17 it hours. We, we from yeah. the beginning of rehearsal till the shoot was over was 17 So you were hours. wrapped. Yeah, that was three fast. Three and a half minute song. And I honestly, what do you do? You just disassociate yourself from that little voice in your head that's going to tell you all uh-huh. the reasons why. Uh-huh. You just say, go away because I've yeah. got to do this. But I don't remember. I stood up. I did that pirouette in the aisle. A pirouette. Duh. Right. And yeah. then I don't remember a thing. Incredible. But it was fantastic. You know what? There is this saying I'm reminded of. One of my favorite books of all time is a book about learning. And therefore, it is also a book about teaching. Um, but it's written by a... His name is Josh Waitskin. And he is the real life person that the movie Finding Bobby Fisher was about. So he was a child prodigy chess champion um, who came into all of this fame that ultimately ruined his game, which it rhymes. And then because he he left chess because had this like, you know, 
preteen life crisis of I'm no longer a world champion. And so he started practicing Tai Chi push hands, which is the combative uh, form of Tai Chi, became a world champion at Tai Chi push hands. And so this guy writes a book about learning and I'm like, yes, please. Anyways, one of the concepts that he talks about in the book is numbers to leave numbers, form to leave form, or this offering that you can be so rehearsed at a thing, so practiced and so familiar with it that you can ditch it, that you can completely throw Just it out the go. window yeah. and let go. And that sounds like that's where you've landed. Well, I guess, or or maybe I just lost it. <laughs> No, right. Is it poetic or is it because uh, you losing it? But it kind of is, is what I feel like is missing a little bit right now in the dance world, mm-hmm. but a little segue there, if you don't Let's mind. Let's go. Yes, please. Let's get there. The people stop building skeletons. The, mm-hmm. the bones of what we do, the 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 simple steps. We're mm. we're putting the style on it. And it's great. Oh, yes. It's fantastic. And when I when I say all this stuff, there's no criticism of anyone intended. Though, I, I hear sensitive, yeah. though sensitive people, sensitive people could take umbrage. And I'm just saying, I'm not going after anybody. I'm talking from my place. And great. in my place, I see people do amazing things. It's like they have the big words, all the big words, mm. but the connector mm. words are gone. The and, mm. the the of. Oh my gosh, conjunctions. Conjunctions are not functioning. Yeah, they're not functioning. I I notice a huge lack of punctuation that we've got without without a period, without an ellipsis, without a break in line where we can breathe and digest what's falling upon our eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Um, I I hear you on that. I I would agree on that. Yeah, this morning, or, or a general trend. A general. Yeah, well, of course, trend. we're we're we're. These are all broad generalizations. Look at us protecting ourselves. Broad, but they are because we can be proven wrong for anything we say. One hundred percent. There's uh, an exception for everything. For everything. This morning, when I woke up, of course, I picked up my phone, and I saw this number, and it was it blew my mind. I was like, that. Oh, I have to watch it again. So I. Oh, sorry. Watch. You mean a dance number, not a phone number? <laughs> I was like, what number? Who called? <laughs> yes, yeah. Thanks for filling Keep in going. those blanks. Uh, we, we need them filled in. And I watched it a second time. And I was like, what, what happened? Why wasn't it exciting the second time? And I was oh, like, oh, it's only surprises. It's only accents. There, it was like exclamation point, wow. exclamation point, exclamation point. And it was, it was amazing once. Right. But once the surprise is up. It's done. Okay. Well, let me, inter- let me interrupt you really quick because I think this might be, you're going to hate me for stealing the ball out of the air right now, or I'm going to hate me later for stealing it. the ball out of, out of the air. One of the things I miss about dance right now is the lack of surprise that we seem to have rehearsed and polished ourselves and gotten so absorbed with looking at ourselves that we're almost bored with ourselves. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching people look bored dancing or or look like turned on by themselves, which is kind of confusing to me also. Um, I watch people and I'm like, where is the 
nowness of it. Like where's the first time quality? So I I try to train surprise into dancers. I actually have an across the floor I call six step surprise where we prepare to do a six step pirouette six and you land on the sixth count, which is the preparation. And then for seven and eight, you do something that is 100% not a pirouette. And the goal is to be genuinely shocked by yourself, by what, yeah, at what comes out. Because listen, the last time I was truly surprised by dance was an NYCDA competition where a mini, which means she was somewhere between seven and 10, forgot the choreography on stage and peed. Okay. That was the last time I was genuinely riveted by like, I was so like, I was so in I was all in. I almost jumped up there and like sweeped her up and like helped her. I just was, I was so, when people say on the edge of my seat, I was genuinely leaning forward, almost up out of the chair. I was so engaged in that moment. And that's because it hadn't been rehearsed, it wasn't supposed to happen. It, was, it yeah. wasn't the plan, and it and it was fascinating to watch. It so, is anyways, back to you, back to you about surprises, though. I like that. Hear... Though I'm peeing right now in tribute. Uh... <laughs> oh, <God damn> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm wrapped. Is that everybody can do the tricks? Everybody mm-hmm. can do the tricks. The only place to stand out anymore is in between. Mm. Like the flow when, so if I'm auditioning and yeah. we hit something and then I can get the producer looking at me here, they're going to watch my trick, which yeah. is going to be okay. Cause I'm going to have the trick, but I'm going to have something else. It's, it's like all dancing exclamation points. Right. Yes. It's and, bad punctuation. It's shouty. And it's become so individuated. We've become so like, Class is not about training anymore. It's about getting that video for you. Well, there's a big conversation around this right now. Oh, there should be because. Yes. I mean, jazz jazz is gone. Jazz, I could go forever. Jazz is gone. There's probably a half a dozen people that still teach real jazz, which is about lines. Potabaray. I would love to see some of these kids who are amazing. And again, no criticism. Where have mm-hmm. a crossbow change turning pot of beret? Like Ooh. really make it sing because the choreography does all the work now. Kids don't have to do anything. The choreography does the work for them. So they just have to show oh, up, man. be clean and in it. Well, and they have to be able to learn it. I will say I took class at millennium the other night. I, we I we were dished out sixteen eight counts of choreography and I was I was privy to it before class had started and I still struggled in that room. So I think, you know, there's the 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 density of movement that yes. they are given is has gone way up and the nuance of Amen. like you mentioned, the bones has gone way down. The and- like, can I leave you with a pot with a with a jazz square for two eight counts and still be interested in watching you? Let's find out. Yeah, the density is amazing, but mm-hmm. I'm more interested in what's underneath that because that's the true individual. That's the person, mm-hmm. you know. I'm assuming when we're having an audition that the kids are going to be great. They're going to be able to do the work. They're going to get the choreography, but there is just getting the choreography. And, and they, I, 
I want people to understand that if you can shine doing simple work, it doesn't have to be easy, but simple yeah. work that involves oh, transitions so and lines. If you can do that, then your work is going to be better informed when you get into that dense work. Mm-hmm. Well you know, said. Yes, well said. It's not about either or. It's not about be a person who dances simple always, and it's not about be a person who can dance dance the dense stuff, but like you will be better informed in each of those spaces. It's not an either or, um, but you can do both. You must have one to do the other. Is that the argument? Yeah. The, I mean, or, or the it's, argument or is it's tastier. It's, People want Find to it. go where they can do what they can do already and just play in that playground. They don't want hmm. to go over there where the other things to play on are, where they're going to look awkward or they're not going to feel polished. And totally. there's where the work lies. There's where the work lies in the weaknesses, not in the strengths. We we don't really improve from the good things that happen. We The mistakes are what improve us. Oh, that's yes. where we learn. People don't want to make mistakes anymore. They just want to look good because that video is capturing them. And yeah. I don't, I don't object to the idea of, of cameras in classrooms. And I know you've done podcasts about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of good use, but if it's just getting to something to post, that's one thing. If it's something where you're going to sit and look at it and dissect what you're doing, not did I look good or did I look bad, but how can I use this to improve myself? Not how can I use this to get more likes Oof, or get somebody's love attention. This. Love this. I think this makes me want to speak to two different thoughts. And yes, I, I have, I'll link to my podcast episode about cameras in the classroom. It's something that I've focused on a lot for myself because I used to respond really negatively to mm-hmm. the introduction of a camera. I would choke. Um, but what I've learned you know, through a lot of thought work, managing my mind, new tools that I have to help me, you know, actually think about thinking and how my thinking affects my results um, is that the camera had nothing to do with me choking. It was my thoughts about the camera, me thinking that it was this portal to immortality, this forever commitment to the thing and that it needed to be perfect. Thinking that way made me choke not this piece of plastic and glass and metal. Sure. So kind of redistributed the power a little bit there in terms of who has the power in the room. I think it's the humans that have blood and guts and brains with Absolutely. prefrontal cortexes and stuff. But um, but that was just one thing I wanted to say. You also mentioned this, like the idea of strengths and weaknesses. Obviously any strength, if overused, can be a weakness. This remind me of a, a, a Klaus Kinski quote mm-hmm that was shared to me by, by someone that I love very dearly. And it goes like this. One should judge a man mainly from his depravities. Virtues can be faked. Depravities are real. In other words, like, right. Like I would never fake being a a shitty tipper or I would never fake being like cruel to waiting wait staff. So when you see me do that, like judge me based on that versus like, I people can pretend to be virtuous all day long and they do. <laughs> so 
I think it's also an interesting thought to kind of transfer that onto a dancer, judge the dancer based on their, their shortcomings or weaknesses, not based on what they do very well. And now I'm, as I say that out loud, I'm thinking like, oh my God, what are my weaknesses? Where do I need to, where do I need to go to, to, well, to pump up the jam? You just need to go where the movement doesn't feel natural to your body. You know, that mm. I've done plenty of jobs where I'm like, oh, why are they going that direction? <laughs> my body uh, doesn't uh, want to uh, go that way. I have to make my body go that way. But if I just go to the classes where I love the teacher and I love the choreography and I know I'm going to have a really great time, there's nothing wrong with that. There's also nothing wrong with chocolate cake, but you don't eat it all the time for every meal. It's dessert. This. People, yeah. this is, training has disappeared. The idea of going into class and kicking ass and sweating without any reward other than showing up and dancing with your friends. Do, or doing the work, like putting in the investment and yeah, doing better. Yeah, like but, that's but the that's reward. Is being in that room. Better. Yeah. Being, being, we, I, you know, I teach mostly adults. And we had a class two weeks ago that was my favorite class I've had in five years. I have people that are from basically mid forties to, I have a student who's 72 and we were dancing hard. Now everybody's it's doing gone. their version of it, but right, right, right. that room, we steamed the mirror, we steamed the mirrors and people were just like, <gasps> and I was like, this is a dance class. This is what I want. A room full of people yeah. who are going to probably throw up if they have to do it one more time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so, like, it's so funny that you mentioned that. Actually, the last class that I took at Millennium, this kid—it's—it's it's truly unbelievable what he did with the amount of time that he had and the material that was given. I am truly shook to my core. He immediately left the room and threw up right out front of millennium right after that pass. Um, yeah, that it, is, that's the mark of, of a great class. That's the mark of a certain achievement. Okay. So is that what you're, is that what you're going for? Steamy mirrors and, and up Chuck? I can't believe I just said that. I'm a hundred. <laughs> no, that makes me 150. So don't do it. Uh, what is the mark? Is it a feeling? Is it a thing? What is it? The mark of a great class. To me, the mark of a great class is a room full of people who work to transcend the choreography, who respect it, but who add on to it, not steps, but they add something to it. They don't give me, I give them a coloring book. I do not want to get the coloring book back. I want you to color it. I want you to do something with it. But and this is where I think the camera has shifted things a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're dancing for dancing's sake. They're not dancing for themselves. They're dancing for dance's sake. You know, there's been a, a real shift in the mentality. This is a big statement. So say I may, it. I may Drop eat it. my words later. There's just this shift that we're dancing for ourselves. And that is true. But no, no, no. Not the people that are here trying to get jobs. We're dancing for an audience. We're dancing for a choreographer. We're dancing for somebody else. And if we're thinking about ourselves, it becomes masturbatory. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what that, when you were talking about that self-satisfied look that they get, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. The, it's, wild, isn't it? don't dance. Like the choreographer's like, I don't care if you don't like the choreography or the way it feels. Do the job. Ooh, there's that. You know, I mean, and we just have well, to remember in, in that class, we're. In class though, what is the job? If we're, if we're talking a training sense is. Like, who gets to decide what the job is in a class? The teacher. In my classes, I almost always give, this is a, we are shooting a wedding flash mob on a cruise ship. And this focus is what I'm asking is this. for you. We are on a vaudeville right. stage. Cool. The focus is this. You have got to create more. I don't want the choreography back. I gave it to you. Mm. I gave it to you. So you give it with the context of a potential performance or a destination, if you will, for this the material. And doing. then the, yeah. that's fantastic. I love that. That's so much because fun. That's well, they need that. They need context because otherwise it's yeah. just steps. And, and so totally. much is just steps performed by people who are just trying to execute the steps perfectly. And it just becomes like a diamond, which is beautiful, but not warm and not real. It's something to look at, but doesn't make you feel anything. Hmm. It it is a, a lovely like thing to look statements. at, but it can't it can't hold you though. It can't no, love you. It can't, and it's not warm. Yeah. It's not warm. Yeah. It's 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 literally ice. Yes. Come and on. so come on with so the I, metaphor. I want people to want more than that video, or want more. He wants more than Woo. to feel than to feel just feel like they got it right. Right. Yeah. The idea of right is important professionally. The idea of right artistically sucks because it limits. Agree. You. It kills creative. Yes. Kills creative. That right is the death back to of your, creativity. Back to your story, uh, a little reflection of one that you were talking about. Some When I was a young dancer um, and I was out there trying I had this whole collection of myself. I have short legs, big nose, big butt. wasn't very wasn't very handsome. This was this the is, this narrative. This is the story that you. Yeah. This was the narrative. So I would go to an audition and stand there and try to be the mo- a model next to the other model models. Looking. Yeah, <laughs> and not get the job and take that as a validation. That I was right. short leg. Evidence that your story like, is true. This is why I can't get a job. Not understanding that it was that mindset that was keeping me from getting the job. 100%. Because back then, always, but back then more, they were hiring people, hmm. individuals. And, and, hmm. and the choreography wasn't as complicated and complex. So more of you had to be present. And, you know, if you want somebody to smile and make people smile and laugh, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. But yes, I never let that shine First because I was, I was busy going, I was busy going, uh, uh, I don't have anything, yourself, you know, bumming yourself down. Right. And that's why at 55, when Michael Rooney called me about doing Muppets, I didn't have to, I didn't have to worry. I, I was like, now when I go to an audition, I'm like, oh, you want a jeté? Have fun. I'll see you. I'm going, to, I'm going to McDonald's. Um, 
I, 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 and it doesn't have anything to do with who I am as a person. You know, mm. the to you young dancers out there, you old dancers out there, this is the way I say it. You go to your closet and you pick out a T-shirt to wear. You don't hate the other T-shirts. You picked out the right. T-shirt you wanted. The other T-shirts right. don't cry or feel depressed about it. They are <laughs> like, oh, the, uh, next Wednesday, next whatever, you know. <laughs> or even we're, next in a way, In a way, we're just feeling a need for the producer and the choreographer. They need yeah. somebody. They have something in mind. It's not your bad. When they cut girls, I'll say girls, ladies, from Beyonce's tour, the top 40 could get the job, but they need two. Yeah. The top 40 are fantastic. They're excellent. They're yeah. amazing. They're cutting yeah. them. It's not, it's so specific and so not about who you are. It, it doesn't make you bad so to get not, cut. So not personal. 100%. Yeah. I shout so this loud and proud. So now when I go, I'm like, hear it. This is what I have to offer to you today. This is right. what I this can do. This is what it you. is today. This is this and is if, me today. And if you want it, I'm ready. If you don't want it, can I leave? <laughs> don't right. keep me. <laughs> please, please don't, don't make me judge me. it. If I'm going to wear my shirt that is me today. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. Oh, Bill. so. Anyway, I can do all those kinds of silly analogies, you know. I love a t-shirt analogy, especially because we cut t-shirts. Like actually, you cut them to make them. <laughs> Like different. So I think yeah. that that's poetic. Hey, my friend, jumping out here for a quick hot second to tell you that our friend, Tuggy Barcelo, previous podcast guest and world renowned movement coach, choreographer, and certified breathwork coach, whose clients include Alicia Keys, Dua Lipa, Tovlo, and Miguel, just to name a few. Yes, that Tuggy is launching an app full of curated guided meditations, science-supported breathing exercises, and Tuggy's signature expert embodiment guidance. All of this to help you become the best version of you and wiggle into your bliss. So if you are a person who is dealing with stress, anxiety, insomnia, fatigue, ADHD, chronic pain, and the likes, the Tuggy app is for you. It is an affordable pathway to healing. It is so fantastic. Pretty please check it out. I've been using it for weeks now. I really, really enjoy the interface. It is user-friendly. It is so easy to navigate. The content is fantastic. So please check our show notes for a link or search your app store for the Tuggy app. T-O-O-G-I-E, wherever you get your apps. I've been using it and digging it and I cannot wait to see you there. I did want to say kind of like not to not to fully retrograde here, but you won the Outstanding Educator Honor at the World Choreography Awards last year. And in your speech, which I did take notes on, but cannot find the damn note to save my life. I must. You know what? I didn't want you to see me in the front freaking row on my phone. So I didn't take it on my phone. I took it somewhere else. And now I can't find him pissed. Anyways, one of the things that I remember you saying, and this kind of ties back into dancers and work in class, is that you talked about being a working dancer then meant that you were in class constantly. And today, dancers take class as a function to get work. Like it is an audition. It is a self-tape. It is a 
network. It is at, which I think it always has been a network, but now today more than ever, it's a self, it's a self tape kind of almost actually you go there to be captured mm-hmm. on camera and hopefully, you know, spotted, desired, hired. And um, I just thought that that was so poignant. I remember, you know, my first time visiting edge, I think it was 13 or 14. And I, you, you've probably heard this before the specific smell of edge performing arts center, the fourth floor, (laughs) the fourth floor smelled like work, smelled Uh like working dancer. And yes, not all the dancers were there all the time because they were doing work, but it, it meant something different. And I have noticed even it might be less, maybe dramatic than the change that you're talking about, but this class was uh, haggard, it was sweaty, it was raw, it was stripped down, and today it is glammed up, it is polished, it is poised, and not all of them. I do want to shout out like some of my favorite teachers in the last, fully in the last 10 years, teach classes that are accessible, that are for all people, regardless of, you know, ability, race, background, training, um, you know, skill be. level. Like their class is, has become a very inclusive space. There are interesting, Jillian Myers teaches a, a class at Genesis called Rhythmic Tendencies. Um, and you must go and take it because it is so not all of those things that, that you mentioned, you know, yeah frustrations about. So I think that kind of in a, in a, in the silver lining sense, the, the becoming of class as a filming space has made room for so many other different kinds of training for different kinds of people. And it's very clear, you know, who you're going to go take to get put on camera and you know what studios that happens at. And I, and I do think if they're doing it well, anyways, there's a discussion about that from the outset um, on behalf of the, you know, whoever's leading the room. Oh, um, absolutely. But it, I think it is a special thing. And like you said before, a very valid and important conversation to be talking about. And, and those classes, I, I guess my response to what you're saying is, okay, you're 18, you're 22, you're 25, whatever, you're here. Where's the training? Where's the class that you're going to just to train and not Mm. train in style, but actually train your body. And then back to when I said about bones, you Mm. have to count on your bones. And if you don't go to a class and repeat it, a class that moves slow enough for you to really work on controlling your body and positions and find the lines, once you have it, you can let it all go. Because your body understands. Right. Right. And if you lead with style, style will change and leave you behind. You have, there's a reason why ballet still exists. Hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that everybody should go take ballet class, though. The challenge for a lot of the people I watch Mm -hmm. would be you need, you should go in that room and and discipline your body. It's like having a child. If you've got a child running around yelling in a restaurant, it's bad parenting. Okay, so you're being a bad parent to your body. You're letting your body, 
you're disrespecting your instrument by not going and fine-tuning it and working, not just doing it, but actually training it. Because Mm. at the end of the day, so many of the jobs that I see, the big jobs, the movies are all jazz. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're jazz. And and dancers are not taking jazz, which is of yeah. course I'll plug my class. Uh no, Do I'm it. just kidding. Uh, no, but I'm just saying go to a class where you actually can focus on technique and not the fight to get the choreography, where you can mm-hmm. actually experience the class in your body in a tempo mm-hmm. that maybe is a little slow for you. But guess what? Mm. You can really dig deep into your body then. You can Ooh, really yes. find where find it because once you stimulate it, it stays stimulated for a while, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. But you've got to go back to it. So all these dancers who were like, I studied ballet for years. I'm like, that was years ago. Uh, <laughs> True. True. I, I Guilty. Know Guilty. Well, all of us. And, and one yeah. other thing I want to say in regards to that, and I don't know where we are in time, but we're good. We're doing good. Something else I said at the awards, I believe is as a teacher, first of all, one of my favorite quotes about teaching is as when you teach, you're learning twice. So I am constantly, constantly learning learning again and trying to find new ways to, for myself to do it so that then I can pass it on. Because mm-hmm. if you've got 12 people, you need six different ways to say it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're not going to all hear it the same way. Um, oh, I hate when I lose my, my space. Bill, that was wonderful. Was that was the other thing that you said? Well, first of all, I was going to ask you to just repeat that speech that you gave at well, the World Choreography. <laughs> I Wars, wish I could remember was, it. Yeah. Oh, you were on so much fire. You I were trans channel. Uh, the you really pilots did. were just because you film it doesn't mean you should post it. That is an important <laughs> thing for you all to think about. Only put your best work out there. There's no reason to see what you did. And it looks kind of half-assed. I mean, I appreciate your effort on the half ass, but what, who wants to see a half ass? I want to see a whole ass. Do you know what I mean? I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see the clean, strong powerful, proud performance, not some namby-pamby, I got through it and gave you a mm, at the end. Stop it. Post, Love that bullet. Post it. Post it. The other thing is, I cannot teach your body. I teach your mind. And if your body's not learning, it's probably your mind's fault, not my fault. Okay, not that I'm saying you're making it my fault, but you need to realize if your body's not doing it, it's because you're not telling it to. I mean, mm. yes, within limits, we all have our limitations in our bodies. I love Trust that. me. Yeah. But this idea that you're being a bad teacher, and I hate to say that because that sounds so, that's, I've said bad twice. I'm, sue me. But you are not. I hear you. Like, again, it's the discipline. Yeah, yeah. The discipline of your body. We do things in class sometimes. And I'm like, this is not pretty. It doesn't feel good. Uh, it doesn't look good. I mean, but it's, it's certainly making cool. your body do that. Right. If you, you know, you're like, it doesn't, and like, it doesn't matter because you're making your body do it. You're taking control of your right. body. 
so that you can rely on it whenever you need to for whatever you need to, but you can't do it at full out performance scale, uh, speed all the time. When, when you're focusing on selling, mm. you need to come Ooh. in. That's when you need to be focused about yourself. When yeah. you're in class doing that, then there's the other times when you sell, but are you ever mm-hmm. taking the time out to practice discipline and focus and mm-hmm. control? Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know what? My editor and executive assistant Riley Higgins was just telling me uh, about something Dominique Kelly, and I have to say his name because now you've mentioned people who don't teach jazz. I think he does, and he does it he does, very absolutely. well. He's great, and I uh, would great. love to shout him out and have his classes packed. Um, but she mentioned that last time she was in his class, he made a note to the room that and. I'm going to botch it, but obviously because I'm already playing two degrees of telephone, but something to the effect of stop performing now, like the performance that's happening as you are learning the combo can stop, learn the steps, learn the mechanics, learn the transitions, learn the weight transfer, learn the sequence. And then maybe eventually if all that stuff lines up, sure, go ahead and practice performance quality. Meanwhile, that was the exact opposite of my approach when I was taking class at Millennium. I was, uh, you know, giving myself kind of a, a pass in terms of the amount of material that was coming at me. And this was the second time they had taught this combo. I recently oh. shared it on on Instagram. I saw so I, the story that I told you myself is that I I was. Thank you, Bill. Uh, I was thinking of I, I was thinking of that video actually when you were saying you don't need to share everything, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> shit, that's <laughs> that's probably one." It's not my best work, but the message is that that moment was profound. I knew I had to share that because that moment was profound. We'll talk about that in a second. But the uh, I gave myself a pass because I knew the last time that I took a dance class like that was many months ago. And actually that, I knew the choreography. I, I assisted Marty in class. He taught my love. Those moves are in my bones. So that that doesn't, I wasn't learning. You know, I wasn't, I, I was helping. Um, but on this night I was learning. It was truly 16 or more eight counts. And I said to myself, enjoy. Enjoy your body. Enjoy sound. Enjoy being around people that you know and respect. And enjoy being around people you've never met before. Bill, that room was full of new and hungry and 12-year-olds, like young people. And they were great. So many of them were so great. And so anyways, the, the, the interesting thing, I think, takeaway is that you can decide if you how you would like to approach the class but if the teacher makes a request and you have obviously you know you've paid for this class you value this person's perspective do what they say absolutely if you get a correction if that's the try only it. thing you do right the next that's time the note, do try it. that do the yeah, note yeah. give take the note why else are you there take the note take the note i i i, I it boggles me it boggles Such a me. valuable tool. So I just I just want to encourage everybody who's listening, who's out there working. Every class doesn't have to be one particular type of class. The more you can do, the more range you have. I always just say it's like dating men and women. You have a better chance of getting a date on Saturday night. <laughs> 
<laughs> open up the pool. Yeah. Really? Oh, you're crappy at ballet. Yeah. And you'll still be crappy if you never go. 100%. That is. But if you go to ballet class, you might learn enough to fake an upper body portabrot when you're in that movie and they ask you to do somebody at the bar. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's not about being a ballet dancer. It's about understanding how to make your body reflect the energy and the line mm-hmm. of the ballet dancer. Mm. You know, that's, which is what I did in Electric Boogaloo. You know what I mean? I did. I was, exactly, exactly. The lines. Was, I of... just did the line. I followed the pattern, which, you know. I am going to go watch. I can't. Oh, I'm coming over and I'm going to bring it and I'm and a bottle of wine and you're going to talk me through it. Oh, two bottles. Um, (laughs) That, uh, what you just said reminded me of something that Teddy Forens brought up in an episode recently. Um, He considers his training research and development of his body. Amen. It is research and development. And yeah, in that, in that context, it's actually really benefits you to put yourself in spaces that you aren't familiar with, that you don't have any body memory of, right? Like I have, yeah, whatever, we don't need to go down that road. Um, and I think approaching class as R&D versus as an audition, it would be a huge shift for a lot of people today. I, 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 I concur, I think cool. is how. I, it, it, and that's what's missing a lot in... Mm-hmm. Even and I see it in the personality of the dancers. I see, mm-hmm. it, and you said even in class, you know the way it is. I remember when I was a young man and we used to go out dancing. Mm-hmm. You could wear whatever you wanted. My friend yeah. Audrey and I used to go out and we would take one of those folding lawn chairs and we would put it by the dance floor. Shut. I would be. Yeah. I would be in like. <laughs> I would be in like dolphin I'm shorts dead. and a, and a mesh tank top and she'd be in whatever she was in and we would dance and then we would go and lay, on the lay down in your and lounge. nobody cared and everybody thought it was fantastic and now there's such a a price to pay to go out you got to look a certain way be a certain way have a certain level of polish and and where's the fun in that i want where's to go out Where's the fun? You know, where, where's the fun? So where's the fun in always having to push to the polish? Sometimes mm-hmm. you just want to be grubby. Mm-hmm. You should yes. want to be grubby. You, I just want to see people investigate. There's room for grubby. Like you can be that sometimes. You can definitely be Absolutely. that. I love that. Bringing grubby back. Um, but also I, I, for me, it's always like, again, I kind of, I try to steer away from these false dichotomies, this idea that one is good and one is bad and there will be a winner no, or a loser or this. It's like yeah. the, the, the goal is for you to be at the command center and for there to be no space in which you cannot deliver. Like if I really needed you to scrub down and be a actual grime boss and, deliver at your highest level from that space it would be really great if you could that you didn't need to rely on you know fancy moves or fancy camera angles wardrobe glam squad all that stuff to deliver a memorable performance so i think as far as a dancer's responsibility i like to deliver memorable performances that's kind of my always my agenda um yes then i really 
I, yeah, I like knowing that I can do that from different, uh, different angles, different approaches for doing that. And that's kind of the greatest thing about what we do about art in general is that there is no one way to do it. Um, but I love that you are drawing attention to and putting a magnifying glass over strengths being overused these days and uh, areas for improvement. Yeah, because there's, you can get more work. If that's where, if that's what motivates you, mm. why only do the job that is this job is this, mm -hmm. why not mm -hmm. work on the spectrum of jobs? Why, you know, back when I was teaching at edge regularly, I, there were several hip hop dancers who would come and take my jazz class. Yeah. And because, and they were like, we need to understand how this works because there is a lot of melding of styles and ideas and shoot it's not like you it hurts you to go and spend some time in a space that you're unfamiliar with you're not going to just it's not just going to happen when you get there you pray right because you tithe you're not you're jesus is going to help you with that double pirouette <laughs> it's not jesus is, jesus is busy he's like do the pirouette on but, your own, but you haven't been in a ballet class, so you're not going to be able to. <laughs> so enjoy your own personal hell that you've created. And that's truly what I what I have done for myself with ballet. We all have. We all yeah. listen. We all do. It's not. I'm not sitting here going, I got it figured out. It's taken me 65 years to you know mm -hmm. get to this point, and I you know, I yeah, I just want to. to to encourage everybody to explore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm worried about dance in Los Angeles a little bit because it's become so fractured. It's it's become so pop-up, drop-in. Mm. In, in what do you think of, is, what, what do you think is the cause? Know. Do you have an idea of a solution? <laughs> it's a way harder question. I, I, I think, I think, well, I think the, the, you know, cause we've talked about us reopening or opening a, another studio, but have you, unless the main, unless Look the at main that face. Unless, <laughs> I'm unless sorry, the Bill, but there is a void, the space that edge PAC inhabited. There is a gaping I hole. I, I know, and, you know, you know better than, but anyone. I worry that, and part of the worry is, is the mentality of the students. I'm worried that it's changed too much to get them to rotate back into training mode as opposed to, you know what I mean? Because it has become, well, as you said, networking, auditioning. So it's. What if, what if we're not going back, Bill? What if we're going into a new mode of training? Time? Fair enough. You know, what if Fair it enough. is grubby plus, you know, <laughs> smelly, it can exist. Absolutely. Smelly plus polish. I don't think going back is the answer ever. I guess um, I didn't but, mean back. I just meant in terms of the values, the, the values. Yeah. It, I hear you. Values. I, hear you. Uh, I don't know how New York maintained it. I guess maybe the state helped the studios more or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious. I'm cu yeah. I'm curious. But it's a that, great question. But here, you know, there's always been a dichotomy in Los Angeles 
of different types of schools fill different needs. All important. Yeah. Every need, yes. every need. You need every color of crayon. Yes. Know? And I want the 64 with the sharpener 100%. on the back. Okay, 100%. I don't want the little wax one like this. That they oh. the four color one that they give you at restaurants. So they don't hardly the, color at all. That, that I request wax. from restaurants. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like if there's a page to color. Um I just I I don't know. And can we get can we get back on track with the idea of again not being so individuated that we fit a tiny slot now. Uh-huh. I, I just want to, and that's part of why I appreciate that you're letting me yammer about this, but it's that idea that you are more than what you do already. You have, what is it? You have multitudes inside of you. Why are yes. you only focusing on one thing? And yes, that's your, that's your specialty. That's your, that's the point of the triangle. But there's yeah. a whole lot of stuff behind that behind that point. I yeah, the base of it, the the whole the mass of it is back there. Yeah, yeah. So here's my here's a thought, an unpopular thought, but the voice of maybe the the student generation, the student body, if you will, is like I don't I don't remember how much classes cost because I oh and I want to talk to you about the scholarship program. I taught at Millennium very early on, I had an adult ballet class. It was uh, for all levels, Saturday mornings. It was how I was able to train at Millennium. And I saved up my pennies in my piggy bank to buy class cards at Edge. But classes are expensive. So when we're talking about developing new spaces, we have to be talking about developing new payment plans and methods and ways to make it accessible. Um, I, I Because that's why people are selective in their training is because they can't afford all of it. It's so expensive. But like, you know, it's but then in New York there or it's, it's so one much of the reasons why than here. I mean, there's a lot of reasons oh, that go to it. And, that's and true. Expense, it's a big, big, big conversation. Expense for the student, the payment for the teacher, being regularity of the, of the class, people and people. And people being there, teachers being there regularly, because of course yes. people have to supplement. It's a very complicated little puzzle. ecosystem. Yeah. And and but but even without that, there are still places if you just seek them out. And Lord knows you will seek out every other thing. A store that you like, a coffee that you like, a donut that you like, a pizza that you like. That's you can true. go for that. That's true. But you will not travel for class or you will not, mm. you know what I mean? You just want to go to one place. Interesting. And, and, and I'm like, don't be that naive. Interesting. Yeah. To think I hear that, that one, to think that one, any one person, it takes, it takes a village. Yeah. It Oof. takes a village. Oh my gosh, Bill, I have a podcast, not a dance studio. And it does, it takes a village. I can only imagine. I Okay, so I want to ask you if it's okay. I Because I there are a small handful of new studios coming up, a lot of rental-only studios, yes. a lot of teachers doing their own class schedule and, and yep. showing up at different, popping up at different places. Um, but I have seen a couple studios take on 
training program, like a, a group of dancers that I think pay to be there, I think. Um, and sure. then they get some, a, a massive amount of class as part of a, you know, collective training program. Because I, I was never an edge scholarship kid, but I saw from the outside the wonders that that program did. I am just straight up curious how that program worked economically. Did they get training for free? I know they had to audition. Did they pay to be in that program? How did that work? They paid a stipend of like, uh. it, it started, I think at the end, it was $2,000 for the year. But that money went back into their the program cl- all itself. Their classes, their headshots, yeah. their show. Um, Which was so good. The Edge Scholarship show was so good. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really, oh, I I miss, really it. Mi- I miss it. I miss it too. Um, yeah. So much. Uh, and Randy, you know, we can't get yeah. out of that without saying Randy Allaire. He was just as yes. important yes. to this as yes. me. It's not. Yes. Um, but, you know, it again, it takes a village. The teachers were willing mm-hmm. to let the kids take class for a very small, very minuscule payment. Yep, yep, yep. Got it. And, yep. and we just basically paid for everything else over that. Mm-hmm. We didn't have grants. We didn't have funding. We didn't have anything. Uh, I will say proudly that Randy and I gave everything we could to the, the community and to the program and to the studio. Yes. You know, it yes. was, sometimes it wasn't enough, but we did everything we could do. And that program, I'm so proud of it. Those kids, the, uh, the other thing about the program was they were forced to do the classes that we said. That is interesting. And, and how many classes per day and how many, all, all mandatory? Dependent. Everything was mandatory. They, wow. uh, at the first, we started, it started with 16 classes a week plus three, two and a half hour classes that were just for them. Wow. And that is a lot of dance. It, it, it was a lot of dance and it was always started with four ballet classes. And I would always ask them at the beginning of the year, we would do a, sheet of kind of like about themselves and stuff and one of the things i said who are your favorite teachers and when they would write them i would not put them in those classes set up look at you because the truth is they wanted they're 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 humans they want to go where they feel good where they're comfortable where they feel comfortable and or 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 what they're where you know their passion lies and i'm like right your passion is dance not that person's class. Your passion is wow. dance. If it's just that person's class, I don't want you in the program. Wow. Okay. Because it's not right this for is you. Huge. It's not right this for you. This is huge. It's dancing. It's who, I mean, you know, it's hula. Do hula. You know, whatever. Folk dancing. Go country line dancing. All of it is valuable. It's all wow. training, training, training. That's what's missing to me. People are dancing. People are going to class. They're working hard. But are they training or do they have a schedule do they do a monday or sunday night schedule for the week these are when i go Mm -hmm. to the gym these are when Mm -hmm. i work these are the classes i am taking and then they do that because that's the way to get there that's the way to that's the way to get there create the schedule stick to it stick to it because there's always going to be a reason not to i i i just love you know i love having a podcast 
Because you are, you called it out at the very beginning. You were like, somebody's going to call me out. I'm going to piss somebody off. This is somebody's going to be contrarian to this. And you're right that just in the last interview that I did, Teddy Forens was talking about flow, just finding flow, leaning into what he loved, leaning into what excites him. And that is a popular mode of going these days. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you are encouraging the opposite direction. Go towards the things that you have little experience of that make you uncomfortable that are not the practical obvious choice for you um and there is validity there so much validity there so thank you thank you for sharing that that's really really important my pleasure i i believe in it strongly you know you you are only as good as your weakest parts oh damn it it's true (laughs) especially in dance yeah Um, yeah and 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 even the the strong parts can throw you off, oh, Ooh, especially sure. if those if those weak bits aren't prepared to help support. Um, I I I'm very much in favor of doing the work all the time. I know that it looks different um, from place to place. I loved the way it looked and felt at Edge, and I love the thought of there maybe being a 2.0 version, um, and that there will be a time for that. And know that you have the support of me the individual but also me the village that's listening to this episode uh in in finding what that is i think it's a fascinating idea i know it can happen because it has once already you have evidence um and i i i agree that there has been a really resounding change in the dance education space um, but I also know that it is a space that is evergreen because there will always be dance. So there must always be dance education. And we're doing, we're doing our very best to do it the way <laughs> that's the most supportive. And, you know, I will say this. Dancers always get it done in every way, shape and form. You know, on a set, I think sometimes that's why people on sets take advantage of dancers or throw impossible things at you. Like it's because at the be, end of the day, we wind up because doing at it. The, end of the day <laughs> we will get it done. So all of these ideas I'm spouting, you can do none of them and still succeed. Totally. But, but I'm like, don't be a half circle. Well, half assed. you know what I mean? Do more, find, find things that, you don't really know you could do ideas, people, anything, food. It just don't go, don't drive to the store the same way every day. You know, go We're we're creatures of habit. Yeah. Stop, stop all your habits and actually make choices. Full ass, full Full ass ass choices. Full ass. I want the whole thing. I love this concept of fullness, period, because it includes the full spectrum of life and it won't all be polished and it won't all be perfect. It will be grubby. It will be smelly. And that, especially as an artist's job to experience the full spectrum so that we can portray the full spectrum. And I think, yeah, if for no other reason, that's why you should have the full ass experience. Sure, absolutely. Learn all the rules so you can choose to break them. So you just don't break them by accident. You're you in choose. the control center of breaking the rules. Yes. You're, this is this is what you have to offer. Is it where it should be? 
You know, are you that little box of crayons? Be the full box, Be 64 full box. with a sharpener. With a sharpener. And, and remember that you might be the flesh tone or the peri- Stop it, Bill. Wait, 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 Stop wait, it, wait. You might be one of those. Mm-hmm. They all get used. When they need that periwinkle, you're like, periwinkle, I'm here. I mean, the, <laughs> the black one might be shorter or the red one, or but yeah, because yeah. they get used more often. But it's like me, you know, it's not like every show you see has a silver fox in it. You are a periwinkle. Bill. I, I have a periwinkle. And so, you are. And so when they need periwinkle, I'm like, I'm here. I'm and you're the only one in the box. I love and, that. And, and the only, yeah. You know, so be, don't worry which crayon you are. Just be ready. Be sharp. There it is. I'm closing it out on that note. Be, re- <laughs> be ready. Be sharp. Be periwinkle with Bill Prudich. Thank you so much, Bill. My I pleasure. admire the shit out of you and, and what you have done for myself Thank and for this whole entire community. I love you so much. Comes right back to you. Love you too. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening, my friend. I really love Bill, period. I especially love this argument for going against the flow, leaning away from the things that you maybe are already strong and comfortable with in terms of training and going towards things that you are less comfortable in, have less experience with, and maybe even have less less interest in. Um, But if they are good R&D, good research and development for your body, dig into it, diversify your training, schedule that stuff out and stick to the schedule. I think this is such great advice. I, I really love thinking of adding non-exclamatory sentences to your dancing. Not everything has to be a, sh- a surprise or a shout. I super love this t-shirt analogy. Uh, there is no way that you can be the t-shirt that everybody wears every day. There's just no way. Um, but <laughs> you can be the box of crayons with 62 colors and a sharpener. So get out there, be colorful stay sharp, and of course, keep it very funky. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie, logo and brand design by Brie Reitz, and big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not words that move me related. (laughs) All right, my friend, keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.